Welcome to episode 187 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my co-hosts, Peter and Jake. And I am in studio with Kurt today for the Consumerang edition of the podcast. That is not to be confused with the Consumerang edition of the podcast, in which we throw a mouth that goes out and then comes back to bite you in the ass. Hmm. That <laughs> I want to I want to find that product because I Just I like a, it. It's a smile that always smiles back. Goldfish. I threw that shit before I walked into the room. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, as always, we're coming at you live from the hidden kingdom in what looks like feudal Japan or something. It's literally China, Jake. <laughs> Dude, it's all the same to me. <laughs> um, you need a trip. You need to go back on a on a soul building trip and learn kung fu. Yeah, I know. And then beat up your bully, a... who also randomly knows karate and yeah, has studied he was good studied secret ninja technique of gun. <laughs> uh, we were of course talking about the Lion's Gate. 2000 i want to say six i think it was eight 2008 film forbidden kingdom you know the name for china or uh, at least the capital city of china yeah um, everybody is on a uh like a, a harness and rope and pulley shit in front of a green just, screen you're just gonna get pulled around when you get kicked. very harsh chroma edge um <laughs> So yeah, we were going to watch The Irishman, and it was about 9 o'clock when Peter and I pulled up The Irishman, and I saw the, like, on Netflix, <laughs> the little time bar flashes, and then it goes away. I'm like, wait a minute, did I see that right? And I paused it, and I was like, Jake, this is a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, I didn't know that, and when I had offered to my friends to watch uh, The Irishman, the one girl was saying, uh, she's like... I saw a meme about that where somebody was like, I just got done prepping and f- like cooking my turkey and the Irishman is still on. What the fuck? <laughs> when will this movie end? <laughs> like you go through a whole Thanksgiving meal, uh, you get through dessert, you have your argument with your conservative relatives and it's still playing and you haven't even gotten to the old man De Niro part. <laughs> yeah. It's- oh my she watched it. <laughs> Um, so we said, screw that. We're going to watch something just I, that is easy and I don't care about. Yeah. Super disposable. And we were going to watch uh, Leprechauns and Dweegons because that's also <laughs> Irish. Yeah, that was, the, that was our connective tissue there. <laughs> um, but then we said, how about we just watch a random kung fu flick instead? Yeah, we had a few movies. Peter and I were scrolling through Netflix being like, okay, do we want to watch something good or do we want to watch something bad? And we found something in the middle. Yes. I would definitely say that this is in the middle. And yeah. it would it would also be generous to call this a kung fu flick. Yes. It yeah, uh, oh yeah. follows very few of the same uh, tropes as the kung fu movies that the main character is obsessed with. Um 
<laughs> I think. I don't know. To call him a character is giving him too much credit. No. Dollar he store reminded Shia me a lot of. Is, he, he reminded me a lot great. of Goku from uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie that we Evolution. don't talk about. DBE. DBE. Don't call it a Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Jake, I love you, but if you mention that movie to me again, I will cut your tongue out. Um, Understandable. That's that's a part of my life I have done my best to forget. Uh, <laughs> it's like everyone's cocaine binges in the 80s. You're just like, oh, yeah, it was wild. I don't even remember any of that. That's what, that's where I'm trying to get at with that movie. <laughs> the, the days of wine in a, and sensu beans. I was in a few no state that when, I, okay. when I watched that. <laughs> uh, let's get the guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to play Piccolo. Hey. <laughs> That'll be fine. Oh. Speaking of oh, people who play roles in movies, <laughs> best one a- yet. A plus transition, Peter. A plus. <laughs> For every amazing joke, there has to be an equal and opposite awful joke. And we'll get to my, my crowning achievement later, which is not a baby. <laughs> So they do crown. <laughs> that was Peter. Peter graduated from the from my school of comedy last night with one joke he made. And I was like, I've I've taught you all I can. <laughs> uh, but that was not that. <laughs> that was not any of these jokes. Um, we'll start off with just the one that y'all didn't hear of this week that we we just found. Kurt and I found this morning. Uh, and that is Beyond the Law. So this movie is not real, I've concluded. Um, it is a fake fan-made trailer starring Steven Seagal and DMX. And the reason I knew this was a fake movie, because in the opening shot, they have a guy lying on the ground in the worst clown makeup you've ever seen. And they're supposed to we're supposed to believe that this is a dead body. <laughs> Like, it's literally, like, Sharpie level. Yeah. Like, I've seen better production quality out of, like, red-letter media as throwaway jokes than this movie. But somehow, it is about Steven Seagal doing... He is Steven Seagal because he plays the one role he always does in every movie. As as a lawman who skirts outside the regulations. And is not the main character. Because... Fuck being a main character. That means I have to walk more than ten feet. He has to get up, and that's not happening. <laughs> does he? Kurt, does he move in any of these shots in this I trailer? I think he stayed. I don't. I think he is. I think Steven Seagal died in 2014, and ever since he has been a Steven Seagal marionette. Just um, so we get in a Bernie's type situation. Stevie's. <laughs> yes. Ah. And uh, that's why they put him in sunglasses all the time, so you can't see his dead eyes, and he doesn't move around much. <laughs> we may have cracked it, boys. Chalk another one up to the mystery gang. Um, so no, the puppeteer cannot move him around the scene at all, so he stays stationary. <laughs> oh, I can see that. And DMX. Yeah, this, this trailer looks exciting as hell. Lots of that. lots of um, they trained all the actors how to do breach and clear. Yeah. They turned, taught them how to do proper muzzle sweeps, and they're like, "All right, that's the one thing we taught them. Let's just do that twenty times, and that's every gun scene in this movie." They also employ the Taken Three cinemata- cinematographic school of uh, <laughs> kung fu. Yes, where you you fucking YouTube poop together the fight. You just cut. This is something they do a lot when people in the movie don't know how to fight. They just cut. 
all the time and they don't frame any shot well so you just rely on the sound to assume that a fight is happening and you can't see how bad it looks amazing uh, so so is this a um a remake of the 1994 we're not sure movie? we were going With... to to try to get to the bottom of that but I think I think it time. is because they both seem like they would. The, the 1994 one was about a motorcycle gang, like cop infiltrating a motorcycle gang, and this seems like right up that alley. Well, I did not see a single be. motorcycle. Yes. For what it's worth, uh, I did yeah, not see a single motorcycle in this trailer. I'm not surprised with the Steven Seagal movie. Oh, that would be perfect for Steven Seagal. He could just sit on the motorcycle <laughs> and, <laughs> and use that to move around. I want to- the kung fu. Steven Seagal movie where he just is on a mobility scooter the entire time. <laughs> he gets himself a rascal and he put puts around. Call him Rolling Justice. <laughs> yes, rolling rolling Justice. Justice. Lionsgate, call me. <laughs> I got an idea for you. <laughs> it's oh. pudding again. Oh my god. Um I guess this, this summer is- at the nursing home. <laughs> One man will figure out what time lunch is. It's basically <laughs> Ben Stiller's Ben Stiller's character from uh, Happy Gilmore is the main villain. Oh. <laughs> but I want everybody who acts in it problems. to be like so fucking old. Even the director. I want Clint Eastwood to direct it. Let's dig up Ernest Borgnine and oh have him God. be in the movie. Oh my! Betty White God. is a love interest. Of course. It's a gay love story between Steven Seagal and the corpse of Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> put, that one the, put that one in the quote book of unique sentences that will never be seen again. Yeah, the, the, this is a show that, that is a sentence that can only be formed in the crucible of the Saturn Suns podcast. Like, I'm going to take my, what was it? Sourdough bread, like crusty dough, sourdough my, loaf. Yes. Um, crusty sourdough bread. Uh, loaf and dip it into my I forget what it was I but it was, it was mayonnaise that's what I was doing or before. something look at your ranch something equally disgusting blue cheese no Jake I only mm. use the highest quality mayonnaise I use mayo and blue cheese never ranch only uh, in quick, Doritos quick question Miracle Whip or mayo uh, mayo and not 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 the regular mayo. We're talking the tier one point five mayo. You you know the one that Heinz puts in the special bottle, so you think you're cool for for buying that. And you're like, I'm not buying mayo. I'm buying mayonnaise. I I don't care for the one either. With avocado oil. Mayonnaise is pretty much just like fucking curdled rooster juice. Mm, I love it. <laughs> it's so good, and I'm not about it. I mean, if it comes on something, like, I'm okay, because if you get on a sandwich at a fast food place, you can rest assured there is no way that is real mayonnaise. (laughs) So, I'm okay when it comes on my McChicken, but I'm not going to put it on a sandwich ever. Oh, that mayo on, like, a nice bologna and cheese. Mm. Oh. Uh, Try bologna, please. No, and then you, you top it with a little bit of mayonnaise, and then... You have you, a side you of mayo to go along with it. down with a uh, Coors Banquet because you're on the Cobra Kai diet. <laughs> yeah. And then you maybe put a little dollop of mayo in the Coors Light. Mm, banquet beer. <laughs> made even better. That sounds awful. That, you literally made me vomit in my mouth with words. That is how 
unpleasant <laughs> that image is. Maybe add an oh. egg to it. Why would you add egg to mayonnaise? Just a warm egg. <laughs> a warm, hard-boiled egg. <laughs> That's egg not, salad, not because it's You've done not it. because it's freshly cooked because it's been sitting out for too too long. <laughs> you think it, you think there's salt on it? Jay, maybe no we salt. should put some some mustard and celery salt in there, and maybe we'll cut up uh, cut up uh, celery. Put some salt and pepper. We, we'd have uh... a little red wine vinegar. Oh man, you could eat that with your eat that on the side. You could put that on a sandwich, Jake. Jake, what I'm telling you is you just fucking invented egg salad, you asshole. <laughs> Oh, Someone's we didn't that. even. Okay, that. we did talk about one trailer, but Jake completely destroyed our uh, well thought out Lionsgate transition. I, yeah, I was gonna fucking segue <laughs> with his fucking need to throw mayonnaise on everything, including podcast transitions. <laughs> it doesn't go with everything. <laughs> oh, what trailer? Um, what next? what trailers Very are good. there? I'm not seeing any that. Well, are there out. weren't many trailers, but we <laughs> found something, some stuff because Peter goes on the depths of the hell dimension, aka <laughs> comingsoon.net, and finds all the shit that's being made for like on demand, <laughs> real ass bottom feeder out here. Um, and we were, I was gonna talk about how we, we, so we were gonna pitch Lionsgate, but we also pitched Blumhouse, who makes horror movies. And speaking of a movie that was action, but also is probably actually a horror movie. Oh, I killed myself with that one. He's thinking of the mayonnaise and the fucking beer. Beeranaise. Beeranaise. You know, Stop no it now. You gotta take me to the trauma center for that one. <laughs> Yes, Trauma Center, starring Bruce Willis and Tito Ortiz, who was uncredited in the trailer. <laughs> Not good enough to get his name on it. Um, and some girl. It is a uh, a girl witnesses a shooting, but it's crooked caps. And so the police detail, they, they stick outside her room, is ineffective, and she has to well, survive the night in the hospital, and they cut the power. In an abandoned hospital, because yeah. that's where they decide to put her. The safe house in an abandoned hospital, not a public hospital where there's plenty of people around, ample services, and, uh, well, I guess if they're crooked cops. Well, the reason I think they put it in an abandoned hospital is because in the trailer, they cut the power to the building, and if they had done that in a real hospital, a lot of people were going to fucking die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis has multiple scenes in this movie. Yeah. uh, We see him, like three times in the trailer (laughs) yeah and he's like in a variety of poses (laughs) (laughs) he's the anti-steven zagal he's out there he's moving around he's (laughs) he'd be shifting (laughs) i say this because bruce willis is notorious for not wanting to put effort in which is fair well when you're in a a project as esteemed as trauma center (laughs) you really gotta bring your a game (laughs) This really is the it's the this is the worst video game movie yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no real elements of the trauma center video game in there. I'm not shooting zombies with cancer lasers. I mean what is what's even the point? What? I'm not diffusing a neutrino bomb with my <laughs> surgeon skills. Why are we even here? What are we even doing? Jake has been quiet because he's left to go put his beardays together. Put, put mayonnaise I, on the mic. I've returned with it. It is. It is not what I expected. 
Oh, you think? Well, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to know what you expected. <laughs> I expected something more magical coming from a Coors Banquet beer and egg and mayo. Um, oh, well, Jake, here's what I heard. Here's the real way to do it. You gotta slit. You gotta spread it really thin over the lip of the bottle, <laughs> and then you squeeze it. And if you squeeze the bottle hard enough, the carbonation goes. It makes a bubble, and you get a floating Guernese bubble. <laughs> oh my God! What if somebody, bite. instead of like margarita, salt, or sugar, <laughs> put <laughs> mayo? Is that Grand Marnier? Grand Mayonnier? <laughs> bite the lemon, lick the mayo, mm. shoot the shot. Mm. This lick is the mayo, good. instantly puke. Your stomach is now ready to receive tequila. So- I wonder if there's any mayo-based alcoholic drinks. Jake, look it up. Look at the fuck up, um, Jake. That's what I'm doing. That's on you. All right. what I'm is watching this. this- Martunas here. What <laughs> Caprese boy? Caprese it's a, it's martini. A, it's a tuna-based mixed drink. Oh. Martunis. Um. That makes me think of the other. I think I'm gonna get on a list of some Join FBI me, most wanted list for searching this. Shit. Jake, you are already on the list. Let's be real here. You and Peter, oh. the night you were looking up Pokemon porn, went right on the list. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Any of them. This is mayonnaise drinks. It's a whole section on here. Oh, no. Ooh, this one. This one is just mayonnaise and tequila. It's a shooter. It's called the Greasy Mexican. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> so fucking gross. Speaking of Greasy Mexicans, some of them are named Jesus. And as we know, <laughs> Jesus is Christ. And apparently there yeah. are three Christs because there's an exclusive <laughs> Booby Clips indie trailer called Three Christs. <laughs> starring Richard Greer, Peter Dinklage, and Walton Goggins, who that was sounds disastrous, like Kurt. sounds like a fucking um <laughs> mayonnaise based shooter himself. <laughs> I got more for you. I thought you said for so. a second Richard Greer, like <laughs> Richard Cheese. Richard Cheese? Richard Greer. <laughs> mm. Smooth. Walton Goggins, Smoky. I believe I saw that on a menu once. <laughs> and the esteemed Peter Dinklage. Yes. Um, All would be his name. Three Christs follows Dr. Alan Stone, who is treating three paranoid schizophrenic patients at Ypsilanti State Hospital in Michigan. Uh, of course, it'd be Michigander, uh, each of whom believed they were Jesus Christ. And uh, he puts them in a room together to study how they interact with each other. And to quote the synopsis, what transpires is both comic and deeply moving. Much oh. like that transition from Greasy Mexicans to Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the, the next one is right up your alley, Kurt. Uh it's Jägermeister and mayonnaise. No. And it is also a shooter. No. <laughs> they can't. You don't want to sip your mayonnaise? Does no one want to sip their mayonnaise? It's called what? a smoker's cough. <laughs> These all sound awful. These are not drinks. <laughs> this is fucking entries on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Oh, this one's a cocktail. So we got some fire water, some Jim Bean, Jim, Jim Bean, Jim Beam. Bourbon whiskey. It's Jim Beam. Mayonnaise. Jim well, Beam. 
There is Jim Beam. It's a it's a something. It's a knockoff. Some. Yeah, let me find it. Uh, so bourbon whiskey, mayonnaise, Tabasco sauce, and tonic water. It's called the Swass Factory. Oh, what? <laughs> or wow. Swass Factory? Uh, I don't know which one. <laughs> um. Okay. Like, I'm curious. How much? Um. Jim Beam. No, right. It's Beam. Um. How much mayonnaise is in this cocktail? It has it. It has to be like a teaspoon. It doesn't it say anything in the recipe. No, it doesn't give me a list, but I can't imagine it'd be like the greasy Mexican would be like half and half. Oh, fuck, dude. Stop. <laughs> These are not things that you would go to a bar and ever order. Like, no one's uh, yeah, going to the a... bar. It's like, give me the smoker's cough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Let me just break out my three-year-old jar of mayo. Which site that are you on, Jake? Oh, I see which site you're on. No, 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 no. Uh, I like the best one. I think is uh, the tapeworm. That is black pepper, mayonnaise, Tabasco sauce, and vodka. That sounds like the worst thing that's ever been imagined by any human being ever. Nothing, nothing goes together in that. All right, I'm gonna give you guys an actual fucking mayo uh, recipe here. I think. This is oh, what, NP- I've been giving you fake ones? <laughs> I'm one with the one with the ingredients. Um, maybe not. All right. This was an NPR article. I thought it was there. I, I trusted them to give me, like, a recipe, but it's a gin and greasy. Gin and greasy? Why are they so greasy? I guess because it's fucking mayo. Because it's mayonnaise, you fuckwit. <laughs> oh. It does have a lot of oil in it. <laughs> yeah, it's all oil. It's it just says they tried it, and it was bad. Who would have thought? Who would have thought mayonnaise is bad to drink? Cripes. All right, so... Enough this. Enough of this. Onward we go to our next trailer, which also happens to be called Onward. Um, it's the international trailer. It is largely the same as the other trailer. <laughs> um, I don't think we saw anything new except an extended shot of the Pixie Biker Gang. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that that was really about it. <laughs> Chris Pratt is a doofy older brother, and Tom Holland is in the movie, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is cashing them checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, some of the other, other trailers that we didn't really get a whole lot of new stuff was some uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, there. They're That's really ramping movie. up excitement. There's a couple special this is looks. The final word. <laughs> I think there was a. It might have just been like a special cut one for um, the Macy's Day Parade or something, or maybe the football games on Turkey Day. Um, gobble, gobble motherfucker. <laughs> we got a couple trailers that aired during the football games that were just like, here, remember, go see it, give us money. <laughs> We're Disney. You guys like still like Star Wars, right? Right, guys. Well, here's the trailer you've seen twenty times, just shot a little bit different. How are we gonna end this? 
I don't know. I'm J.J. Abrams. I never think of a fucking ending when I make shit. <laughs> Just ask all the people who watched Loss religiously for eight years. We're just going to wing it. How that ending so. worked out for them. Whoops. You see, J.J., uh, really when, you, they... when you make a mystery, you have to know how it ends <laughs> so that you can fucking have payoffs. You can't just set shit up and then never pay it off. I just want to say vague Can't bullshit. Can't be like Valve and be like Half-Life. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's look at our box office. Um, this week we have Frozen 2 taking the top spot with a $130 oh, million dollar opening weekend. Christ. People have just been like waiting to go to the movies. Um, this has been a dry couple of weeks, right? Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty slow for a while here. And then Frozen 2 dropped its... Frozen. <laughs> Kurt got a shiver. Yeah, I got a shiver because it's so cold. It froze my nuts off. Um, $430 million worldwide to date. Um, wow. Pretty much an even split between foreign and domestic, which is interesting. Um, Ford versus Ferrari dropped 50% into second place. Another $15 million. Um, that's 20th Century Fox, which I believe is also owned by Disney. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, so got Disney, Disney. Yeah, $114 million worldwide. Uh, so for that, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sony Pictures. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, $13 million, good for third place. Um, oh, my God. Just look. At, listen to this number here. So Frozen 2 was in 4440 theaters and it had a per theater take of $29,000. The second highest is Ford versus Ferrari with a per theater take of $4,458. Wow. $25,000 less. Let's see how. What are the next? All right, so four forty-five thousand. So we'll round down a little bit just for extra effect here. We'll <laughs> round to the nearest four thousand. So four, eight, and then twelve, then fourteen, sixteen, seventeen. There's the next like ten, twenty down. Yeah. In roll, if you take the uh, the per theater take of Frozen, it's as much as the next everything yeah pretty much um honestly 21 bridges uh the russo brothers first thing since endgame mm. um opened with nine million dollars and let's take a look at 21 bridges that'll be our spotlight flick for today we'll take a look at that one it is sitting at a solid 50 percent on rotten tomatoes Oh no. Six point six out of ten on IMDB and a ninety one percent on Fandango. So let's do as we do what we do and go check out some user reviews on IMDB. I'm trying to remember what that was about. It was about like a cop kill uh cop killer and then they shut down Manhattan <laughs> to find him. Right. Should all the bridges. There's 21 bridges and two tunnels out of here. Shut them all down. It's like... Oh, and it had, um, had what's-his-face in it. Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Yeah, Why Black Panther. They, couldn't they just rip off Batman No Man's Land? That um, arc? What was the name of that arc? The No Man's Land, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was a... 
Can we just make a Can we just make a fucking Batman No Man's Land movie, please? Uh, I'm sure DC Animated's getting around to it. Um, Christ. Everyone else. So this one is seven out of ten. The title is "Everyone Else Was Watching Frozen 2" by View and Review. Uh-huh. Um, when two cop killers are on the loose with 50 kilograms of uncut cocaine, Detective Andre Harris, Chadwick Boseman, makes the bold move of cutting off their exit from Manhattan by blocking its 21 bridges, hence the title. I doubt a detective would have that much authority, but never mind that. <laughs> from that point on, it's a race to catch these killers before 5 a.m., the time in which Manhattan will be opened back up. What Detective Harris also found out is that he was racing against more than just one more than just the clock. He was racing against others who wanted the cop killers dead to cover up a bigger crime. The movie stays fast-paced for the most part. Little time is spent on exposition, backstories or side stories. The bulk <laughs> of the movie occurs within a single night so that no time to slow things down and delve into anyone's personal life. It is a crime drama with some mystery involved. It was an entertaining movie, something cool to catch at a matinee while everyone else was crowding in to watch Frozen 2. This. All right, I'm, hmm. I'm. I glanced at some of these other ones, and we'll go through them all. But the well, fifteen out of seventeen yeah. found that helpful. Yeah. Well, let's just keep going through. I'll give my summary at the end. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a negative review. Oh, okay. Uh. I can't wait for the sequel. Twenty two bridges. <laughs> Scroll up to the second review, please. I hope Manhattan builds a new bridge. Same Not plot bad, the first I guess. one. Yeah. Close down that one, too. Seven out of ten. The film was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. Nothing new here, but the camera work and action scenes were marvelous. Although the plot is not original, the story was fine with good editing. Interesting take on the Manhattan Island. However, the script could have been better, and the acting was average at times. Nice Friday night flick. 26 out of 33 found it helpful. Um, there really isn't a whole lot in like the super negative. A lot of them are like, eh, not bad. Okay, well, here's one by Berg Champ. Um, 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Best police slash crime flick in a very long time. Okay, so the subplot underlying corruption is not original. <laughs> the integrity of the three main actors lends it to a murky atmospheric cop ride not seen for some time. The two shooters, Kitsich and, Kitch. J- and, and James and Detective Bozeman, make... Oh my God, there's way too many commas in there. Um, make this for a riveting and oft-time suspenseful drama. Glad to see a gritty cop flick again. Twenty-five. This man did not have a good grasp on grammar or spelling. <laughs> no. Um, let's see if we can find like can we one. Filter by low. I don't know. There's a four out of ten. Yeah, any low ones? I want to see somebody who really hated this movie. Oh yeah, here's like, a four out of ten. Fucking cops. <laughs> Twenty-one bridges. Twenty nineteen. Four point two. Um, Bradley Bonal. Act one. Five point oh. Act two. Four point five. Act 3, 3.2. Great cast, but boring and unconvincing performances. No no impressive camera work outside the casket scene with the white gloves. Story is basic and tends to play generic and dumb. Everything in the movie makes sense, and I think that movie movie thinks it's smarter than it is. Movie doesn't earn any emotion, and the one only developed character is Andre the Detective. End of film gets laughable and stupid. And then there's a 5 out of 10 with a big cliche. Um, most of this is just, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> here's a 4 out of 10 that it's a headline caught my eye. Just like Miss Congeniality <laughs> <laughs> by IVM98. 
You can tell discount Sandra Bullock is a tough gal due to her thick Brooklyn accent. Spoiler. If you like drone shots, bring a bottle of lube. Disappointed Black Panther wasn't in this controversial topic's presence, sending mixed messages. Shoot cops or don't shoot cops. Overall, I prefer miscongeniality. I like my favorite fucking part of this. I found that one helpful. My favorite part of this review is n- is not like the he's not saying that the message is shoot cops or don't shoot cops. He's just like shoot cops or don't shoot cops. They're both good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Overall, I prefer miscongeniality. Fucking four out of nine found that helpful. Oh, my God. All right, last one, and then we'll wrap it up. Not too many people found this helpful, so that means it should be controversial. Um, from the opening uh, cringe by Joshua Berry, um, from the opening scene, you cop the burnt of what you hope won't be a terrible script. Unfortunately, it doesn't get any better. I'm not sure what th- the film was trying to do or trying to be. I'm not... I'm really not. That's its own sentence. I'm really not. It feels like they were trying to make it a little confusing so they could... I'm confused by your fucking grammar, dude. (laughs) They could reveal a twist at the end, but they blatantly give it away in the early stages. It's hard to say if there were any good performances with the dialogue they had to contend with. I think Stephen James' Beale Street Homecoming TV was decent, but that was about it for me. Um, He opened the parentheses, but did not close them. Oh wait, no, he oh, did. No. I, I see. Is that a curly? Is that a curly bracket? No, that was a double double parentheses um, around the TV. Um, there's some nice cinematography in the movie; is visually appealing, but that's all I can take out of it. Eight out of twenty three found that helpful. <laughs> so, uh, the summary of all these is: this will be coming to USA and or TNT some weekend, and you put it on on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And you fall fucking asleep to it before the game. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, totally. This is something like, I can that, see them putting on TNT after AEW and me just falling asleep on the TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Or the- or an FX movie that they replay twenty times yes. throughout the week, <laughs> and then they're like, "This is my new favorite movie." Hey, that's how <laughs> I watched X two for a long time. It was just that's always how on I FX. Wa- <laughs> how that's we- how I watched the day after tomorrow. <laughs> That is the I best watched movie the day ever. after tomorrow in my earth science class after we finished the regions. Oh, oh no, why? Oh, you proved okay. that oh, you're smart. It's okay. Because oh, now watch this shit. He was like, this movie is fu- before we put the DVD and he's like, this movie is fucking scientifically bullshit. None of this makes any sense except what they say about the mid Atlantic current. And uh, I'm gonna go grade some papers. I'm gonna go. Yeah, chucked wow. it in there. That makes sense. Uh, my question for you, Kurt: How did we end up watching Lethal Weapon three? Um, we didn't watch Lethal Weapon three. We watched Die Hard three. Die Hard three, and it was exhausting. Um, what network did we watch that on? I think never, never been so sweaty from watching that a movie. was on Spike. I think. Uh, yeah, sounds right. And yeah, we just were flipping through and it was on and like we had class at 9 a.m. the next morning and we're just sitting there watching Die Hard 3 
for no reason breaks. with commercial breaks there are so many commercial breaks i'm pretty sure if i look up the runtime of die hard 3 it's probably like two hours and 15 minutes but when you watch it on spike it's a five hour marathon <laughs> <laughs> plot point break i watched so many i watched i must have seen that commercial with the guy who's like i'm bad at golf but I'd like to stay bad at oh, golf yeah. for a long time. And my fucking sleep deprived ass asshole. was like, uh, wouldn't you want to get better? Oh, right. The fear of death. That's that's what you're <laughs> referencing. Because he's old. He's had some like celebrate shit to cure his cancer. <laughs> Does your dick not work? Take these dick pills. <laughs> no I'm just wondering. Just Take these dick pills. <laughs> That's it. They're uh, not trying to be cute anymore. They're very, they're very straightforward about these new. I know, would love some like really extends blatant, commercials. Some super liminal messaging. Just super liminal. Consume our product. <laughs> like the one like Family Guy yes. joke I remember with like the fucking subliminal ads in the movie theater. Smoke. smoke. <laughs> you smoking yet? You smoke. <laughs> I like the. There's a the recent one. I feel bad about even mentioning this because fucking word of mouth. They're winning. Why <laughs> mentioning this? Is the fucking Doritos commercial where they're like, "You don't even need to know. We're the fucking chip company. You know what the fuck we're selling. You know." Right. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Don't even have to put our name on the bag. Yeah, they aren't wrong. I would love them to just sell the, the unlabeled bags with just the nutritional information. <laughs> oh my god, this is what I'm putting in my body. No, thank you. Um. Midway falls all the way from two to five. Uh, that's a Lionsgate film. Uh, 4.64 million there all the way down. So that has made $95 million. What was the budget for Midway? Because I got to feel like this is losing money. Midway. But budget. Show me the budget. But 59 and a half mil. Budget. 59 yeah 59 and a half million so it is making that is like the cheapest war movie i've ever seen made i guess yeah 42 percent on rotten tomatoes 47 percent on metacritic 6.9 out of 10 on imdb playing with fire i wonder if they like i wonder if they like reuse props from like other like world war ii movies and that's how they get the budget down probably like the first one was just super expensive but then they're just like ah yeah we're reusing guns from like yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they the have fucking Pearl Harbor yeah. movie. And I'm I'm sure that they also there's a whole probably cottage industry around specifically army movies because <laughs> I'm sure the army does a series of grants to movies yeah. to do war promotion and whatever. Like here, you want to license one of our, uh, you want to use one of our battleships for filming? Yeah, no, fill out the uh, the standard ten twenty fucking film on the deck of our cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll clear them out for the day. We'll get the tourists off of it. Go on, be a pretty war drama, and you know, <laughs> yeah, do your thing. I got privates to feed. <laughs> um, I got privates to feed, and I'm not talking about the yeah. Truth. That's code for masturbating, I guess. <laughs> um, John Cena open up the bulkhead. <laughs> John Cena's seminal hit, "Playing with Fire," falls yes. from fourth to sixth. That is, it's Schrodinger's comedy because based on the IMDb reviews we read, it is either the worst movie ever or the funniest movie ever. 
Worldwide, 41 it. million. It's it's much like John Cena's career. Half the people loved him. Half the people hated him. Uh, that's God made damn it. IMDB, give us a budget. Please. Fuck. Playing with fire's budget. Yeah, no. Why, why, why do they have to take away the budget on here? I know. That, that's just fucking... Yeah. Um, playing with fire has grossed... Okay, that's gross. What, 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 what did it cost to make Wikipedia? Tell me, please tell me. Budget of twenty nine point nine million. So it, that's a lot. It's unfortunately, made by John Cena don't work cheap. <laughs> well, t- apparently they do work cheap. Twenty million of that is just John Cena. <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty eight point one of that was John Cena. <laughs> like we need a horror movie for a man budget, you can't even see. Come on, John Cena budget. Yeah. So we can make this movie for like a million dollars. Or we can get John Cena and make it for $30 million. And they made the fucking right choice. <laughs> yeah, cause nobody would go see it if it was like... We might make like $2 million if we get some unknown actor. But we could make a little bit more if we spend... <laughs> yeah, spend money to make money. Get John Cena in here. <laughs> we got our best bookies on this shit. <laughs> he's just... always <laughs> looking at his thumb. That's a, that's a quality you want in your bookie. <laughs> just... Always swabbing his tongue for no reason. Um, that's how you know they're good. <laughs> that paranoid fucking. Speaking of bets, Charlie's Angels. Oh yeah, that's still in theaters. Um, that made that's down sixty one point two percent in the second week. Um, hit, come on, hit me the big oof. Um, did we skip the did we skip the good liar? Three point. Yes, we did skip the good liar. That was down thirty nine point three percent. Uh, so it stayed exactly where it was in seventh. Yep. Um, that has made nineteen million dollars worldwide. Charlie's Angels has made forty-five million dollars worldwide. Um, and we oh we God. spotlighted that <laughs> last time, and the reviews Jesus. were not great. <laughs> and it go oh, without uh, no Charlie's Angels. 2019. Well, let's compare that. Charlie's Angels 2000 made 75 million. Well, that was its budget. Oh, that was its budget. Yeah. Um. So this one had between 48 and 55 million dollars. Oh my god. Budget. Let's That's assume it's good. the high end of 55 million dollars, and its box office so far is 45.4 million. Oh, okay. Um. And when you factor so, in so advertising and. All that stuff, it probably has to. They make, did a lot of advertising for it. Yeah, it probably has I to make a, a lot of, of money. It, I'm sure. So Charlie's Angels 2000 film, uh, contrary to what Google just told us, had a 93 million dollar budget and made 261, 264.1 million dollars. That's that's a much better that's pretty movie. good. So it's, it's almost as if you try to force a radical feminist message in your movie, it's not going to do well because that's a very small market. <laughs> and they won't go to see it because they're like, ah, the women are too pretty. They're being sexualized. <laughs> all women in film must be gremlins. <laughs> all, all actors <laughs> are queens. <laughs> if they breathe their thoughts. <laughs> Oh, we've gotten so much mileage out of that 12-second clip. It's fucking nuts. (laughs) So 
so great. It's a great clip. It's a great 12 seconds. I love every second of it, all 12. Can we adopt the word thought into the lexicon? Yes, of course. Get Webster on the phone. I, I actually think it is. Jake, go on Miriam Webster and I, figure that shit out. I believe I heard somewhere <laughs> that... Um, Jake, we aren't talking word a, of mouth. Was, we need hard the, facts. Uh, <laughs> That there was an update and they added a lot of like random slang words. Catch notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and thought was among one of them. Oh, that's that's. Right, I will. I'll look that. it up. I'm already there. You've been replaced. Thought. Um, it is not in the dictionary. What is thought? Thought is not okay. So thought was not one of them that was added to. Uh, thought. There is a thought though. That is a dialect in British. It is a rower's bench. So it's the shit you sit on. Oh, I sit on the thoft. Oh, I sit on the thoft. Oh, yeah, I've been on the thoft for the past eight years. Got some big forearms. Got some big <laughs> Aloft on the thoft. Aloft on the thoft. I drink my quaff. Now can Charlie's Wait. Angels row down the Thames? I don't think so. No, it doesn't have the legs for it. Um, and lastly, rounding out the top ten, is a familiar face in Joker, which despite only being in 1,400 theaters, still made tw- almost $3 million. <sighs> we skipped last Christmas. Yeah, cause I, fuck last uh, Christmas. Who cares about last Christmas? That's not even a real movie. That's, <laughs> um, that's made one, it's made It's crossed the billion threshold. It hasn't really gone up much since that but hey it is making it made its money for sure it's in the billion club in the billion club the only non-disney movie i think in the billion club all year hey so that's exciting um and that is the follow-up let's go look at some gaming news um we have the release date revealed for dragon ball fighters Reveals for the Dragon Ball Super version of Brawly. Uh, that will be released next Thursday, December 5th. So this is exciting news. And it's also, it's kind of ironic considering that um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter's engine was used to make the 3D effects for that film. Yeah. That was that was crazy. It, it, it did, did a nice job. Good engine. Kojima's production's founding member leaves the studio. Kenichiro Imayazumi, (laughs) who is one of the founding members of Kojima Productions, has left the company. Hideo Kojima created Kojima Productions after leaving Konami. Jesus, there's a lot of Ks in that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first game developed under that label was Death Stranding. So... Apparently, this guy had enough after working on this weird-ass game and was like, I'm out. <laughs> didn't. I, it seems like it was one of those things where they were shooting high and they didn't get everything they wanted. Didn't get all of it. <laughs> or maybe they did get all of it, but they just didn't know what they That's wanted. fucking Kojima in a nutshell. Like, his unrestricted creative vision is not something I think I wanted to see. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, they didn't let Kojima do everything you wanted to do. That's why X game or Y game sucked. I'm like, have you ever considered that maybe it would have been worse if they gave him everything he wanted? (laughs) Well, now we know, I think, that maybe his vision was a little wonky. I mean, hey, some people love it. Some people say it's like the greatest story they've ever played in a video game. Those are people I'd like to call crazy, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) 
I, I'll have to try it because I, I keep saying this. I don't know. I like the style. When, of when the voice is. actors keep saying they're like, we we don't really know what what it, what was going on. <laughs> Can you describe the story of Death Stranding? Absolutely not. Never in a million Sire. years. Walking simulator. Walking simulator. Um. So, Red Dead Redemption Two Steam release date has been announced by Rockstar. It will be launching. Hold on, just a second here. They bury the lead under this fucking um, shitty ass slideshow. Yeah. Um. Oh my fucking god! Jesus, December fifth. <laughs> it's gonna be out December fifth cool. on Steam. But you have to use the Rockstar launcher, so hopefully they fixed oh, all the issues really? with that. Yeah, it's like you could buy Assassin's Creed on Steam, but you still have to launch it for UPlay. And then my yeah, Uplay yeah. Bl- broke one day, and I never bothered to reinstall it, so I never finished <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4. So. Thanks, Ubisoft. The things that prevent us from finishing our games. Goddamn Uplay. Um, new Sony patent reveals potential PS5 feature. On November 21st, Sony filed for a patent that may have inadvertently revealed a new PS5 feature. The patent is titled Scene Tagging. It describes scene tagging as a system to characterize user, yeah, user-generated content associated with gameplay information associated with video games. The fuck does that mean? So it is legally. Can you like take a sc- screenshot and then tag something or somebody? I think in that's. It? I, I I gotta figure that's what the fuck that means. Yeah, isn't that just like what fucking Dark Souls used to do, where you could like leave a comment? No. On, in areas and I similar, it, Dark Souls did something similar where you could like you could not not necessarily tag, but you could leave a message in yeah, the area. Yeah, like, like that's warning a thing that's been in boss ahead. A lot of games. Um, it's in Death, yeah. it, like Death Stranding actually has taken that to a new level with uh, like right. building you can build infrastructure. Stuff, right? Yeah, leave yeah. ladders yeah. for helpful. Maybe this is something that you can like share online or something. Yeah. Um, but like the PS4 has a share button, which I think was just like it'd take a screenshot and you could share it. Scene tagging probably is like a more yeah. advanced iteration on that. Maybe you can like record like a snippet or something like that. Or probably more like you can like input your own metadata to help people find it better. Like you can say it's oh. this part of this game, and you know. If it were a multiplayer game, you could tag like the other people's usernames, probably. Okay, I figured. Hashtag Spider Man at Blood Monkey four four five. I've read up. I've done my fifteen second research on scene tagging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks to be a sort of a feature where you go, Sony, upload the last fifteen seconds to YouTube. Ah. Where you can you can say to them like, upload a scene. You know, tag the scene. Uh, right. All the things that have happened in it—that's the user-generated content—is the gameplay, right? That pertains to the video games, which is the game you're playing it in. All right, um, Batman: Arkham Legacy supposedly will be announced at the Game Awards 2019, according to a leak. Other games that could potentially be shown off at the Game Awards are Dragon Age 4 and a new RPG from Obsidian Entertainment. On Twitter, YouTuber Corby or. <laughs> <laughs> SLC MOF, you come up with a better pronunciation. Um, reveals that he has heard from a source 
a nebulous source not named, <laughs> that Batman Arkham Legacy will be announced at the Game Awards 2019 on December 12th. The YouTube channel will also be hosting a live stream about leaked information. But before that, Kobe has offered a teaser on Twitter. The YouTuber says the information comes from the same guy that provided me with the leaked images from the canceled Damian Wayne Batman game. Pictures from the Damian Wayne Batman game leaked in August and suggested that Damian would have been Batman and that he would ride around on a bat bike. Of course. The answer answer is bat bat bike. (laughs) Bat bike. If you haven't watched our Arkham Knights, Arkham Knight playthrough, uh, then you will not understand that reference. But the solution to every puzzle ended up being Batmobile. And Peter dejected at one point was like, of course, the answer was Batmobile. <laughs> Why wouldn't it have been? Um, so this next story is very near and dear to my heart. And I have to thank um, Cameron Monahue for sticking up for my people. Um, there was a tweet out about... Uh, a mod to change the main character of Star Wars Fallen Jedi's hair color. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the main character is Ginger. So um, our boy here, Cameron, <laughs> tweeted out, Seriously? Ginger hate is still a thing? Question <laughs> mark. We've got to be one of the only groups left where it's not taboo to shit on us for being born or looking a certain way, right? Question mark. It is true. This man has found the truth. He is speaking the truth that no one wants to hear. <laughs> I've said this on our stream. I've said this on our show. We are the last oh, group of people that we can be shit on without being canceled. And because of a stupid thing like hair color. This is well, you can change that. You can just dye it. This has been... Kurt's Crusade for Ginger Righteousness, number 523. And I will do 523 more. Just, no, Kurt, just will to you get mad at me if I dye my hair? Just to be the if man I dye my hair, who ginger? did 1,046 rants on Ginger Righteousness and fall down at your door. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Ginger Hate apologist. I think he's bowing to the pressure. <laughs> you gotta stand strong, Cameron. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Even if you were angry about redhead discrimination, I think it's valid to feel upset about it. No one likes feeling disliked for a certain physical trait, but whatever you said is not newsworthy. <laughs> People rant on Twitter all the time, it's not newsworthy. Why is this? That was not Katie the question Johnson. to ask him. Yeah. People over fifty don't need Twitter was the reply to that one. Jesus. Thanks, Twitter. You're always we'll, just we'll start. We'll start a, a support group or something on Twitter. It's it's just try to find that. I feel it's just weird, you know. In this hyper tolerant fucking world we're living in, <laughs> gingers get the one. We're the one <laughs> group where that's still constantly made fun of. <laughs> and fucking DC on CW is like, oh yeah, let's let's increase our diversity. So we'll just replace all the redheads with black people. No one will notice or care. <laughs> I noticed. I, still, I care. <laughs> I still laugh every time when I saw that episode of Black Lightning, where every character is black, except for the villain, who is, I guess, also black, but he's an albino black with red hair. So even in an all-black show, they found a way to get a ginger villain in there. I demand that we have at least one. Now, if you're a redhead girl, you have a few role models. You know, there's been, you know, Jean Grey and the girl from Brave. Becky Lynch. And, you know, all those people. But if you're a redheaded guy, you got you Dick. Have, <laughs> you have the boy you got, from Iron you Giant. You Kevin Bacon? You got Hogar from Iron Giant. You got Henry the Red from Armory of Darkness. And that's about you it. You got Gimli? I guess Kevin Bacon isn't Kevin Bacon uh, redhead. His hair's more brown. And and Conan. Well, yeah, Conan. But uh, like uh, we're talking fictional characters here. Conan's real. <laughs> yes, Conan is real. Wow. I've shaken the man's hand. <laughs> um. Yeah. Something new every day. All right. Kids. That was. That was that Some was, of his old. If you can feel like it's like. Turned brown. I don't know. It flip flops. I think it's a lighting or something. Well, some people have like reddish brown hair. Because in Russet, Tremors, it was like kind of more red. Yeah. Let me make sure that russet is the right color. But like there are red. There are I'm few if it dies it. out there. But like you know. Now this one, he looks blonde. Yeah, he. I'd say his ah, hair is brown. Make up your mind. That's that's a light brown. I I I'd classify. All right, I, t- I take that back. He's not a redhead. That's just in Kevin Bacon. But even in like um, Rupert Grint or whoever the fucker who played Ron Weasley in the yep. Harry Potter movies is, like even the way they wrote the character in those movies, they like took away everything about him in the book that was positive and gave it to Hermione's character. I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but I read that once. Mm-hmm. And I, from what I remember watching, like I think I've seen four of the movies. Um not in order but I'm like yeah this character's fucking useless he's Oops. comic relief he's a laughing stock you have Prince Harry is that Harry is that, is that the one that's yeah two, I, I was really fucking pissed because I was not single during the royal wedding hype I felt like that was the time for me to cash in that was the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up famous redheads and they're all female yeah except for Prince Harry there, there aren't many Aren't many of Yeah, Ed there? Sheeran. Yeah, he's a dude, but he's not in movies. He's... 
Yeah, he, he was in Game of Thrones. It was an episode of Game of Thrones for like 10 seconds. Well, there, there was a redhead dude on Game of Thrones, and I think there were a couple of redheads on Vikings. But, yeah. like, it's a very... I know we're like 1% of the population, but I feel like our representation is lacking just a teeny bit. <laughs> One day. One, one day man. we'll get there. Like one day we'll get out of South Boston and into China. Tune in next week for another episode of Saturn Redheads. No, Jake, we're talking about Stubbly China. We're not talking Redheads. about doofy white boys now. Well, I guess the the monkey, uh, the monkey king had gingerish hair. Golden red, yeah. sure. Go it. Yeah. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Forbidden Kingdom, starring Guy. Starring. Um, yeah, Doofy White Guy and Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Uh, this, so this, alright, we'll just start talking about it. Um, there's no, there's nothing to spoil, because fucking... This movie's from 2008. <laughs> uh, this movie also is The Wizard of Oz, but in Kung Fu China. Not to be confused with actual China, this is Kung Fu China, where everything is a reference to the journey to the West. Yes. Everything, <laughs> always, in every fucking movie. Every time I see a Chinese... Like magical movie, it's always the same plot. Well, that's what Dragon Ball was. It was just Journey to the West. <laughs> it is China's seminal uh, manga. Yeah. It has its own filler arc. Chapter three goes on for like a thousand pages of them <laughs> just walking around China doing shit. Um, anyways, uh, so we'll just talk about how this movie starts. This movie starts with they couldn't decide whether, how to split the top billing for Jet, <laughs> Jet Li and Jackie Chan. So they're like, let's just do them like a crossword puzzle. Let's do an acrostic. <laughs> well, they'll share the J, just like they'll share the screen. And then you had Jackie Chan going across and Jet Li going down. <laughs> and then they go to uh, Mystical Fantasyland, China, where f- <laughs> Monkey Man fights the flying Jade Warriors. And he's just fucking swatting a stick around like a blind man trying to find the refrigerator with his walking stick. And <laughs> it's disrupting these. My favorite part of the scene is where he like posts up on two guys. He's using his sho- them as like support. He's standing on their shoulders, and they make no effort to like take his legs out from under him or like stab him in the leg. They're just chilling there while he does his thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll be good. Supports for you. And classic like Chinese over makeup. Yeah. Very very. Heavy, heavy, well done. Yes, the uh, heavy on the eyeliner. The, the guy like, liner on the main antagonist was yeah. just fabulous. Like Johnny Depp would blush he, at this level. Of, he looked like he was about to, you know, perform for Green Day. Yeah, <laughs> circa nineteen ninety five. MCR. So he he does his fucking. I'm gonna just beat up everyone on this this like it looks like fucking a lazy town color scheme out here. That's a great that analogy. Is, that is about as, as correct as it can be described, yes. <laughs> Gotta do the cooking by the book. Uh, so. so the Jade Emperor breaks out into we are number one. <laughs> and Sportacus throws the golden apple over to a kid in Boston. <laughs> Fucking Spartacus. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope they bring that show back. <laughs> They're going to resurrect. 
dig him up like we're digging up Ornus Bork 9 for our fucking gay love story <laughs> yeah, with Steven exactly. Seagal on the rascal. Oh. Weekend of Burnism. Uh, so it cuts to a kid waking up. No, it cuts to the weirdest title sequence where, like, hey guys, remember all these kung fu movies? Their eyes are moving, they're, they're looking at you. It was at this point I was doing a lesson on Duolingo, so I have no memory of this part of the movie. <laughs> it was a very long opening credits with a lot of people, and I think it was Casey Silver was the guy in charge of this. Um, Whatever. Who cares? Kid yes. wakes up in his room with kung fu movies and the Bruins. So our ki- yeah, and Red Sox. I'm like, he's obsessed with kung fu movies and the Bruins. And that pans over. I'm like, ugh, and the Red Sox. I get it. He's in Boston. He's in Boston, but he doesn't have an accent. But everyone else has a ridiculous fucking accent. Like, I do a pretty fucking hardcore Boston accent, but these guys made me look modest. The fucking all right. So it goes to the. He goes to hop shop. He went to the hop shop. The, uh, Which I thought was like a DVD store or like a, a movie store, but it's pawn a shop. pawn store. Yeah. <laughs> and old man, freaking uh, Jackie Chan and old man yeah. makeup. I'm pretty sure. With the yes, blatant yeah. old man wig. Yeah, Jackie Chan slash old hop, right there. Uh, yep. <laughs> and he's just he's just so decrepit. He's like, do you want to come? He's like two breaths away from dying out here. So, actually, our, our white guy here is Michael Angarano. Angarano. He is best known for Sky High, where he played Will Stronghold. Uh, oh, that's why he looks so familiar. God damn it. Forbidden Kingdom, ah, where he played Jason Trepidicus, which yes. is like a fucking Greek ass name. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wild Card in what 2015, where he played Silas Kinnick, and Almost Famous, where he played Sounds Young right. William. <laughs> he actually was nominated oh, for God. a primetime Emmy? What? He was on This Is Us. What? <laughs> Outstanding <laughs> guest actor in a drama series, This Is Us. He was nominated oh, for yeah. a primetime Emmy. Oh, uh, dude, bitches love This Is Us. <laughs> I know, because they... Wait, he was on Will and Grace. Hold up. Where did I see that? Editor's Choice. How old was he on Will and Grace? Two? Okay. Yeah, he like, was... that was in 98. He's... When was he... When... No. This guy was born in 87. So in 98, he would have been 11 years old. I was like, yeah. There was a little, little boy. He was Elliot on Will and Grace. Cool. And I guess that counts. Uh, he won an award. <laughs> he shared it with <laughs> Eric McCormick, Deadpool Messing, Vega Melania, pretty much everyone on the show. Yeah, because it was editor's choice. They just yeah. it was on the show, so the show got the award. Um, Wait, there's an episode of Will and Grace called AI Artificial Insemination Part 1. Thanks, Jake. Why? <laughs> I need right, to anyway, see this. Forbidden Kingdom is the movie we're talking about. <laughs> um <laughs> And this man goes. He's, he has one face in this, so I don't know how he won those awards. Yeah, he did not have any character acting or anything. No. So he, he goes over and he's talking to this girl who's got the most ridiculous accent you ever did hear. Well, you forget. He walks into the back room for no reason and finds the oh, monkey right. staff. Oh, right. He finds the monkey staff. And and, and uh, old Hop is like, he's going back to his rightful owner. 
that was terrible. Um, but that was surprisingly accurate. Yeah. Um, and so he's, he's talking to these girls and, and they got this ridiculous accent on and then a bully shows up Jason. and he's like, this guy knows Kung Fu. And he's like, really? What the fuck you doing with them chinks down in China? It's just like immediately flips the switch to most comically bad fucking like, I'm going to do a trailer for Gran Torino right now. Yeah. It was fucking, this was a young Clint Eastwood. This was like Back the writer he's... of this, John Fusco, borderline racist? Maybe. I mean, just immediately. I know he's supposed to be the bad guy, and you can have him be racist because it's not a quality that you want. It's it's a dishonorable quality, which is what you want to have in a villain. But, like, it's just most comic thing over. So they beat him up, and they make him take him to the pawn shop. Because the sharks need that money so when <sighs> they fight with the Jets later. And they, because they're like, because they're like, you know, old man Hop. Wait, he cashes checks, which means money. Like, Obi Wan Hop. Oh, you mean old man Hop? Yeah, and like he can fucking like he. They assume he has a key to the pawn shop, which I guess he does because they get in there. Well, he knocks on the door. He's like, "Yo, ask him." He he was let in. Yeah. So fucking. And then that let in all the sharks. Yeah, they start rummaging through things, and he's like, "Yeah, I got an Xbox," and then Hop hits him with a cane, and then the fucking lead bully turns around and shoots the dude. Peace without a hesitation. Gun technique. Secret ninja technique of gun. And then he also went to the fucking like. Abin Costello's school of running with a prop where he just has his fucking gun arm fully extended, the entire chase scene. The gun has to enter every room first. He's, I am. He is a first-person shooter. Um, so yeah. So Jason runs up to the top of the roof here, and he's he's cornered. But then he gets wired food out of. He gets reverse yeeted out of this reality. He by gets yoinked. Yeah. And uh, he goes through. I guess it's the gate of no gate. And he no. He gets, he falls off the fucking roof. And through the ground, and he wakes up in China. <laughs> and for the first... In some random bed. Right, in the, he's like, con- just congratulations, you're in the rice paddy fields now. Yeah, and the Jade Army shows up and causes havoc, and then we get introduced to Liu Yang, who is an immortal, who is master of the drunken style, and has the same braids as his character in Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. He's just the uber Jackie Chan who... Who yells at Jason until he learns Chinese? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was I was confused at that. Like, did he? What did it like? Did it take a second for his like brain to catch up that he was in China Land and he had to? He already like knew Chinese. It's, just, it's like the start or... of that Mel Brooks movie where it's all in uh, German. And he's like <laughs> the rest of this, for the sake of your sanity, the rest of this movie will be presented in English. I think that was Young Frankenstein, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. It might have been one of his other movies. I don't remember. But there was certainly one of Mel Brooks' movies where they're just like, stop, movies in English. <laughs> but then at one point, like, the Jade Emperor, or the, not the, the, well, yeah, the, villi- the warlord the, guy talks in Chinese. always talking like, Chinese. Wait, well, Jet Li and Jackie Chan have several sidebars in the movie in Chinese. I, so I don't know what the fucking situation is here. I, I guess they also know English. It's just, it does, and out of convenience, they speak it to him. It makes no sense. <laughs> it, yeah, it's 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 a puzzler. <laughs> 
So basically, it's hard to recap this movie because it's just them walking around like said, and spouting exposition. It's the Wizard of Oz, where Jackie Chan is the scarecrow because he has no brain. Jet Li is the Tin Man because he has no heart. And Sparrow is definitely not the Cowardly Lion because she has a fair amount of courage. She's, she's a uh, person. She's so. the pussy for Jason to got it. To join. <laughs> he locked it down, and instead of the ruby slippers, he has the golden staff. And this is literally just the fucking Wizard of Oz, complete with the flying monkeys, the flying fucking jade knights. Yeah. And you got the wizard of you got the witch. He's yeah. The witch. And the wizard is away. Oh yeah, the witch. The wizard's yeah. away. Because he's I don't know. Just, they tell the story of how the fucking golden monkey got his. He got his victory ale. Golden monkey. Golden monkey. Just call him the golden monkey. It makes me want some golden monkey. Um, But yeah, it just... Things happen. There's some cool fight scenes in here, as you would expect. The big crossover fight. Like, that was the big selling point of this movie. It's like, Jackie Chan and Jet Li in the same movie. They're going to fight. And then we got that fight. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and then, like, they, they teach Jason Kung Fu... And it's like two tigers cannot have same mountain, and two teachers cannot teach same student, and then they just teach same student, and they have the elixir of immortality. I like the proxy fight that they have when they're teaching, because like the whole thing is like he knows movie kung fu, but they're like, stop, learn like actual ass martial arts. It's their plea, America, stop <laughs> with this, this movie ass bullshit. None of this. Learn at least a little bit of martial, arts, and then they teach him movie ass kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I like Which is when great. they're when the, the first scene. I like there's there's some real some jokes in here, some some made jokes that put in here, like when Jet Li and Jackie Chan are trying to teach uh, Jason, Jason Zetekis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having like a proxy fight with his body. They're like, no, 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 you got to strike like this, block like this, and then they they both shit on him. It's great. Well, it's just yeah. like you suck, you suck, white boy kung fu. Don't do it. But then he gets better, though. He gets, he gets he, better, but he still trained. loses his climactic fight against the... Well, I mean, what do you expect? He's been training for, what, a month? Two months? But he's supposed yeah. to be the chosen one. <laughs> chosen seeker of the staff. He has innate white man learns kung fu powers. <laughs> Becomes master You've in seen The Last Samurai, days. where just Tom Cruise is automatically the best sh- shinobi that there's ever... Or yeah. fucking shogun that there's ever been. Oh. Uh. How about the scene when Jet Li pees on Jackie Chan? Yeah, that was. I wish that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that was all about. Because like... it doesn't, it doesn't start raining. It's not so. The scene. Let's set up the scene. Is that they're in the desert and they're about to fucking die of thirst, and they're like, "We need rain or something because we're going to die of exposure out here." And like Jackie Chan, you're an immortal. You're a special god person. Why don't you just pray for rain? Use your sacred scroll and fucking write it out. So he's like, "Okay, we'll do it." It's very intense. So God, do go for it. And then it starts, he writes out the prayer, and then it starts sprinkling water everywhere. And Jackie Chan looks up at it, and he opens his mouth, and he's like, ah. And it's gently fucking peeing off of a rock onto his face. <laughs> and then they, just as quickly as it comes, it's dropped because Jet Li's like, "Oh, I see forest over here," and they go to the forest. Look, oh, it doesn't to... <laughs> start raining as if it's like, "Oh man, he actually worked though." They're just like, "Oh, we're done with this." I and just wanted to get to pee on Jackie Chan's face. I guess Jackie Chan runs out of wine and gets shot with an arrow, so they need to get the elixir of immortality so they can tap and sack it to gain five life <laughs> and shuffle their graveyard to the library. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bianca Belair is here. And she is pissed. She whips the hair. So Jason fights the hair witch 
and he gets his butt kicked and he's about to be executed. Is, is in that, the, which Friday the 13th is that? Jason versus the Hair Witch? Um, I don't know. 12. <laughs> and fucking, uh, there's the one. There's like, I, my TV was stuck on AMC at one point and they do like their scary movies during Halloween. So I just had it on mute. And like watching the ends of horror movies on mute is actually wildly entertaining <laughs> because you have no context for anything that's happening. <laughs> And there was one Friday the 13th where one of the girls he's trying to kill has telekinesis. <laughs> what? <laughs> and there's a scene where she's just like throwing lamps at Chase. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Magical. Um, but yeah, anyway, Sparrow and Jet Li show up at the right time to forward his execution. They end up getting the elixir and Lou comes back to life and then Jet Li and Lou fight the uh guy liner spokesperson yep and eventually they return the staff to well, they the... free the monkey king from his yes. stone prison and that's great um but not before he tries to fight the jade warlord and the perp like i don't know it was truly fate that led us to this moment <laughs> where he tries to strike a jab with the monkey staff at the jade warlord and the warlord takes it by grabbing it with his throat yes. and stops it and i i just see it and my entire life clicks before my eyes, and I go, throw bending. That's chi, baby. <laughs> For the, I'm sure all of you who don't understand that reference, Steve Harvey had a show called Steve Hardy's Big Time, and one of the clips Peter made me watch of Steve Harvey's Big Time were these like kung fu people called the throat benders who would like. Bend rebar. Bend rebar with their throats. And at the end of the performance, Steve Hardy's like, that's chi, baby. <laughs> yeah, because he asked him, he's like, what's what's your secret? Because they would take the rebar and they push it against, it would be like end to end against each other's throats. And they would just walk toward each other and you'd bend the rebar, which is pretty fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But and he's like, how you do that? How you guys do that? It's like, it's just the power of chi that we learn in our, our martial arts or whatever. It's like, that's chi, baby. That's chi. <laughs> and so when he bends the throat staff out, Peter's like, that's chi, baby. And I just like fucking crack up. And I'm like, that's it. I have nothing more I can teach you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I felt so validated in that moment. Yeah. Uh, but the, Yeah, they free the golden monkey. It turns out Jet Li is a strand of hair. Yeah. He's a hair the whole time, so uh he does that. So Sparrow dies and turns into fucking dust or whatever. Yeah, she gets Thanos snapped. Uh then Jelly dies and it's just the immortal who doesn't die because He's immortal. Well he's now an immortal. Turns out he wasn't, but oh well. <laughs> um so yeah, then the fucking Jade Emperor comes down, he's like, What the fuck is this? Do you wanna get back home, kid? Yeah. I'll just send you like what do you want? He's like, I just want to go back home. He's and like, he goes yeah, back yeah, home. Cool, Got that. And he wakes up on the concrete, and the bullies show up, and he gets his ass kicked again. And then he's like, okay. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. And he's, <laughs> he's like, wait a second. That wasn't a dream. And he, just, he beats up the guys, <sighs> and the cops come up, and they, he finds old Hop, and he's like, oh, the mist is hard. He's going to pull through. And then old Hop's like, of course I'm going to live. I'm an immortal. And he's like, oh! <laughs> Ooh. And then 
Poon Reclamation Sequence activates. Yes, Poon Reclamation Sequence <sighs> activates, where the exact same girl shows up <laughs> as a reincarnated ancestor. He's like, oh, I saw the whole thing. That was very brave of you. You want to smash? You want to fuck? <laughs> and he's like, um, maybe? maybe? And then he turns away and he's like, maybe. I totally want to. And then I yell at the camera, what the fuck are you doing? Then go into the go golden sparrow. Go get that puss. Um... I need to, I feel like I need to, because you might be like, oh, that seems horribly contrived. Well, I think it's at this point that I must remind everyone that this was, in fact, a Weinstein Company production. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, terrible. So, Jesus. some dick was sucked for that role. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. Uh, I wonder... Yeah. But that's. That I, was, I wonder if that's, that's a, still on. If that's still like a part of the IMDb like list. What do you mean? Is that still on they here? They took it off. Of and they still like label it under Weinstein I mean, this, Company. This, I mean, it's it's a fact. This was a Weinstein Company movie. Um, I don't see it on the page, but they usually don't list production companies. Yeah. On IMDb. Um. So and it's like a new line cinema thing. So, oh, production company Casey Silver Productions, China Film Co. Productions, Huiyai Brothers Media. Oh my God, there's so many distributors. So many distributors. Uh, um, Relativity Media. I mean, Weinstein Company was. It was in the title credits. I saw it. <laughs> was it yeah. really? I'm. I'm wondering if they. I wonder if they kind of like mm. either bury it or they're just like. But maybe it's an under other under other companies. That's where I'm looking right now. Wavecrest Studios is the only W entry. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they tried to just, or maybe the fact, maybe like Weinstein Company has since folded and rebranded as something else. Oh, yeah. it could it could have done that. Um, but didn't I hear something like that where like IMDb like scrubbed its platform of like any movie or like uh, any mention of Weinstein Company. It's possible. I I don't remember it's reading. It's very that, possible. But... I would I would want to distance myself too. Um, so well, this mean, wasn't like, made by Weinstein. You're company, a uh, you're a database. Sure. <laughs> you're supposed to just present information. I don't think there's yeah. like any political undercurrent. Ridley Scott is 82. <laughs> you're you're putting their name on your on their movies. Yeah. Fuck you. You support them. Yeah. Um. All right. That's so, what that's what the public does. That's all I got on Forbidden Kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great kung fu movie. It was, oh, it was a kung fu movie. I mean, movie. great as in, <laughs> great as in, uh, fifty-seven on Metascore and you know all that. Passable. It was a perfectly it's average passable. movie. It's fine. That you could watch twice in the time it would take you to watch The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hour, hour and forty minutes. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So actually, so, you could watch it twice and still have a half hour left over to like masturbate. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> or get yourself a greasy Mexican or a smoker's cough. <laughs> I like that All option. right. I'll try that tonight. So <laughs> please tell us how it goes. I'll have my review next week. All right. <laughs> um, so we'll be back with uh, something on the stream tonight. I'm not quite sure what or how long we will stream for. But we'll uh we'll do a little something something. Um, we'll figure that out. Yeah. My capture card has been sent for our May. The replacement is being sent back, but it will not arrive until uh the fourth of December. So no Pokemon Sword today. <laughs> yes. 
um we can uh go through the post game storyline later i already did accidentally beat uh swordsworth and shieldbert at the uh, i love the fucking, name swordward and shieldbert it's so fucking, good uh, <laughs> the slumbering weld so i i haven't done anything else though i've just been at the battle tower grinding out to get ability capsules so i can get levitate on wheezing and shit and i'm going to swap cinderace out for Gallade because that fits better with the, that fills needs for type coverage that i have <laughs> and yeah. um cinderace uh, without his hidden ability is just okay <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Really, I was watching. I was reading up on some of the who is the best. And then, it's pretty interesting their picks. But, um, yeah. Gaylor de Manitan with his yeah, inherent choice really, really band. Good. His built-in choice band as well. And uh, of course, Corsola. Uh, Cop Raja is apparently really good too. I haven't seen him yet. I haven't, yeah, I haven't encountered. He's the big elephant boy. Yo, I yeah, mean, I've seen the, I've Pokemon, seen the Pokemon, but I haven't run into him on the ladder yeah. yet. <laughs> I've seen plenty of Corsola oh. and plenty of Tyranitan. <laughs> Apparently, ice skew sweeps are are a thing. Yes, because it has belly That's drum, scary. and without its head, it has 130 base speed. So you belly drum up, yeah. you lose that, you take a, a physical attack, you lose the head, and then you just sweep with icicle crash. Yep. Um, Ta-da. Easy peasy, well, make money. I mean, it's not the easiest setup in the world, but <laughs> it's so easy. It's not though. like just, Azura Mill. You just do one move. It's, you, know, you get your huge power on, and then you just slap a citrus berry on it, belly drum in their face, and aqua jet them to death. <laughs> well, he got Thanos now, um, so yeah. All I right, think. so we'll we'll have something, maybe Pokemon glazed or some shit like that. I don't know. I still have to catch up to where we were before we had the the freeze happened so we'll figure it out and we'll we'll tweet it out and we'll we'll do it so until then check out saturnstuds.com for links to all our streaming platforms and our youtube channel and our social media and all that good stuff the archive for episodes older than 25 weeks that you might want to check back and listen to as i said this was episode 187 there are lots of episodes yes to check out in the backlog wow episodes um And until next episode, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.